this is how we're starting today. Yeah, I the gym added Stash Island. It's almost, I would say, one more session, and then finally our Oasis on weightlifting platform island. Yeah, I would like to take credit for that phrase. Stash Island or weightlifting? Weightlifting island, island was mine. That is true. We is it because you felt it isolated? Yes. yes, they're they're kind of in their own little world, you know. They stick to that platform so pretty much solely and exclusively. Um, they don't really vary too much. Some of them venture off into the you know accessory area and maybe grab some other you know type of equipment. Like I train, I do and strength training now. Yeah. So she like uses some of the other equipment, so it has to venture off across the gym to the other side, um, to the blue wall instead of the banner wall. Um, Jordan, for some reason, decides to lift on weightlifting. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not after I said, why do you lift over there? See, I I told you. (laughs) And then he's like, I don't know. It's just lifting there. Um, But uh, we finished uh, the aesthetic of Stash Island has like a nice little sun. Uh, It's got a palm tree. It's got the base of the palm tree. And actually... Shout out to Trevor. He has done a phenomenal fucking job. I'm not going to lie. He did my graffiti art uh, and he did that drawing. Um, He did a phenomenal job. He's incredible. Um, Very reasonably priced. Just does it as a hobby. Um, He comes in at like 11 at night, works till two in the morning, just kind of minds his own business, brings over one of the, he's a little guy too. He's like probably 140 pounds soaking wet. And he has to bring, Cause we don't have a ladder and he prefers like a uh, more of like, um, a flat platform for him to, you know, kind of walk around on. So he takes one of our cubbies, walks it about oh 60 feet the other way. He can barely lift it, but he does it every single night and comes in, does a little bit of work after his kids go to bed. But speaking of the got him, we added a little monkey hanging from the palm tree <laughs> And he's got the little hand circle going that people are going to look at every single time. And every single time they go into the gym, they're so, going to get got. got him. But what's the monkey's name? Oh, good question. Important question. It has to be like a boo if you don't have a, it has to be a boo then. Oof. Because well, we've got, you've got pepperoni. And anchovy. and anchovy. So the two cats in the gym are pepperoni and anchovy. Oof. I got to think of a good name that, you know what? By the end of this podcast, I will think of a good name for the monkey. So no you pressure. have to come up with two so that Maggie and I can vote. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll think of what I, I'll think of some stuff. I'll think of some good names. Great. Excellent. He's not going to pay attention to any of this now because he's going to be coming no, up with I, monkey names. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Back gonna, in my head. We're going to be talking the whole time and Carly's just going to be like thinking of monkey names. <laughs> yeah. Champ, like, go, like that deep dish or like stuffed crust. I swear they're on the all pizza Wait, monkey names. I have an idea. So you know how there's the um, bird in Aladdin is Iago. What if you did Asiago for oh. the monkey? Ooh. Because then it's like pizza. So then we go along with pepperoni and anchovy. That's in. That's a contender. See, I'll think of some stuff. We're all only going to be thinking of monkey names now. We're all Welcome to today's, today's episode where we're really, we're just talking about monkey names. Monkey names. <laughs> Good That's job, Rachel. Down a rabbit hole, even before we get into anything. <laughs> so before we do dive farther into the rabbit hole, Carly, do you want to introduce our guest for today? Yes. Uh, we have, I 
my first no oh no yeah <laughs> trying to think no <laughs> one of the og california yes. lifters that i've had on my team although originally from buffalo but yes. transplanted to to california um and has had some great lifting experiences and some pretty awesome life experiences and uh, just overall an awesome personality. Uh, we have no other than Rachel Hassal here with us. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. And I have to add in there that you have been our most consistent listener and provided the best feedback. You and Dom Gonzalez are like tied. Um I'm a little bit obsessed with like everything like team stash related. So (laughs) yeah, nothing wrong with that, (laughs) but yeah, we're excited. We're excited to have you on. So thank you for waking up bright and early. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I have, I have a one-year-old, so time is kind of lucid and you know, yeah. Well, she, Maggie, when I said like, oh yeah, like nine o'clock and she's like, well, doesn't she live in California? And I go, Yeah. Rachel's usually up every time I analyze her videos at like five thirty in the morning, six o'clock their time. <laughs> like it's six o'clock Eastern Standard Time and she's like already seen the comments that early. So And responded back. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I think this will be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, we're thrilled. And I think this will be a cool episode. Um I mean, selfishly I'm looking forward to this episode because obviously you've gone through something that uh, I can relate to, um, but I think that it'll be an interesting episode to hear your story. Um, obviously starting with getting into powerlifting, but then getting back into powerlifting after your, um, event that happened. We'll say, we'll say that <laughs> we'll, we'll leave a little mystery to it before you, you explain it. But there also was, I would say, I don't know, would you maybe call that the halfway point of your powerlifting career where she also had another event that happened, which honestly led her to to Team Stash. Yeah. Um, that also was, you know, pretty, um, pretty traumatic, honestly. Like, I mean, you have to come back from something like that and still load up that bar the same way. So, um but we'll get to that. Sure. We'll get to the beginning, the halfway, the three quarters, the, I guess. The joining then, of the stash. And then uh, and then where we are now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll go through it all. We'll go through it all, and then you can pick out the pieces that you like. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, so I guess um, the beginning goes back a ways. I actually wrote this out this morning, so I would remember things kind of in, in chronological order. Um, but Love I it. actually started uh, powerlifting and strength training back in like 2014. And I was living in the UK actually at that time. And if you know the name of Stephen Manuel, um, he was, uh, he's a really kind of big time uh, world-class powerlifter. And he was training basically at my gym. He was one of the coaches and he just said, you might be, you might be good at this. And I said, sure. Great. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's try it. I don't think I squatted below parallel most that first year, to be perfectly honest. Uh, we fixed that now, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so started back in 2014, first competition in 2015. Uh, and then I got a call and decided to move to California. So that kind of put everything um, on hold in terms of like the trajectory 
that I was going down to, to try to really get into powerlifting. And then in 2017 or 2015, actually, um, at the end of the year, I joined CrossFit, bizarrely, uh, and did CrossFit <laughs> for, for a couple of years. It was great, right? Um, again, terrible form, but got in pretty good shape, did everything pretty mediocre, right? Uh, but so that made me a fairly decent CrossFitter. Uh, and then one of the coaches at the gym said, do you want to get back into powerlifting? And I said, yeah. So 2017 got back into it, did my first competition in June that year, and then went to nationals. And that was my first USAPL raw nationals in, in 2017. The Uh, Orlando one, right? Yeah, that was Orlando. Yeah. So you, you flew into the hotel, didn't leave the hotel, did everything in the hotel. Yeah. yeah, and even if you did leave the hotel, it was literally like your shuttle went five minutes, and then brought the the shuttle brought you back five minutes back to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. it was it was literally like I think I remember the only thing I vividly remember about that trip was I think every single meal of the day I ate Chick Fil A <laughs> of every single day I was there because that Dang. we didn't have Chick Fil A in Buffalo at that time. And I was like, oh, my God, it's right here. And the lines aren't extremely long. And if you've ever been to Chick-fil-A in Buffalo, every fucking line is so long. But the question it's is so why? Long. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. It, I mean, it's- But it's interesting because there's two Chick-fil-A locations now, right? And the one by our house, like we have a Chick-fil-A literally three minutes from our house. That one consistently is, there's a line, like always. But then they put in a brand new one. By, like, my parents' house, more, like, Lancaster area, and you can go right through. Like, there's never an issue. So, I think it's because this Chick-fil-A is near the Galleria Mall. It's near, like, it's right off the throughway. So, people are like, ooh, Chick-fil-A, and they, like, yui off. Like, I don't know, but this Chick-fil-A has not calmed down since it opened. But with all the good food in Buffalo... You right. really think, like, really, like, you actively choose to go to Chick-fil-A? Like, I don't and people, know. like, people will, like, drive from, like, Niagara Falls to, like, go to Chick-fil-A. Like, let's let's take a road trip and get Chick-fil-A today. Like, it's people just need fucking, better things to do in their life. It's <laughs> like, just fucking chicken. I mean, it's, it's I mean just fucking, the Chick-fil-A sauce is bomb. Sure. But I would not drive. If, even if you're talking fast food chicken, like Correct. the spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's is way, way better. fucking better than the one from Chick-fil-A anyways. Yeah. Popeye's chicken sandwich is way better. And but. their morals are better. But we won't get <laughs> that, into that. Uh, fast food true. morals, you know, there's, there's a hierarchy. There, There is. There's a restaurant in Buffalo, not to name names, but Deep South Taco, I refuse to go to. Not to name names, but he's named their name multiple <laughs> times on this podcast. <laughs> They, they're a bunch of assholes. Like, I refuse to fucking go to that place. And you know what? Quite honestly, their fucking food is trash. Like, I love their nacho or their um their actual chips. They put some seasoning on that shit, and it tastes delicious. Yeah. But other than that, it's trash. Like, there's way better tacos. I could get a better taco at Taco Bell than I could at fucking Deep South Taco. Ooh, that's harsh. It is, yeah. <laughs> Carly has some harsh feelings about uh deep cell taco but is it really harsh if it's fact you know it's not it's i feel very confident about my decision so deep cell taco if you're listening trash i'm sorry (laughs) and ironically enough another guy who actually they actually have a really cool restaurant rachel where are you originally from in buffalo so when you come back to buffalo and visit where do you 
Where do you reside usually? Yeah, so my sister lives in Williamsville. And like okay. I grew up in Williamsville, East Amherst kind of area. Okay, so actually this is great then. So one of the guys who was like, I don't know if he was a stakeholder at Deep South Taco or um, or just a manager or and or a, one of the lead bartenders, but he broke off with a couple other guys at some restaurants and I think um, one other guy at Deep South Taco and started TCB, Tacos Community and Beer, um, which is in East Amherst and yes. Williamsville. So, But they run a great business. They got I love that place. It's like... The most, it's in the most bougie area because it has like, you know, the, the Instagram rebel ride, like right next to it. And it's got like TCB and you're getting all of the, you know, the posts and things like that. It's like the, um, uh, what's that place down on Chippewa that has the sign. It has the pink hallway. It's like the Masudo Chows of East Amherst, like in that little area. But they have great food. There you go. That's all that matters. The great they have food. a, they have a ribeye caprese that when we did our rankings of tacos, that is in my top ten, like hands down. That is one of the best tacos I've ever had. So good, so good. And then you have to come to the Bay Area and then like get California tacos. Yes. Well, Lee and I are making a decision. We might be in the Bay Area in February because if we can't go, our original plan is to go to Austin. If we can't go to Austin because of you know, this thing that's apparently fake called coronavirus um <laughs> if we can't go to texas because it's on the quarantine list then we're gonna go to california and we're gonna go to san diego and uh, the bay area fun amazing we well let me know obviously because uh, uh, of course and then uh we so <laughs> this is the most like carly thing that ha- lee gets pissed off at me every time like something like this happens to i me. can't wait to hear this so I know we're completely sidetracked right now, but this yeah, is a we, great... Yeah, we've digressed this hard. This is such that's a okay. great... That's okay. Sharp laughs can be like the best things in life, so it's fine. This, this is like one of the most awesome things. <laughs> it's just real. Anyways, um, so I got this email from Southwest, and they're like, book in these three days, and you get a free travel companion pass. Ooh. And I was like, I'm flying all the time. Let's book something. <laughs> I misinterpreted what the flight was. So I booked my flight to Missouri, St. Louis. I have a meet in December and I was like, okay, I'll book it right now. I called them. I was like, Hey, I didn't get my travel companion pass. What's the deal? They're like, what flight did you book? I go, I booked the, um, December 11th and 12th to St. Louis. Or I think it was December 12th to 13th because it was like a, he competes in the afternoon. So I have like a direct flight in and it's like only like an hour and a half or something like that anyways um so i booked it and they're like no it had to be before november 15th not after november 15th i'm like fuck and then i'm like oh boom epiphany i already have a flight booked with southwest from november 13th to 15th for the big meet that everyone's do down in dc i'm like let's can i just use that they're like sorry you didn't book it in this window i go okay can you just cancel it and then rebook it for me? And they're like, sure, we can do that. I literally saved $200. I hate you. It's so good. Literally saved $200. That is a Carly thing. Literally saved $200 on the flight. So now I booked the Austin trip for myself. That was only $150. So my trip is paid for 
to Austin. And then Leah gets a $50 credit to go to Austin. So our flight for both of us is only going to cost $100 to go to Austin. That's pretty sick. See, but like this is this is like the moral of the story. Call. Call yeah. kids. Like yeah. call your people when you need something. Yeah. I'm telling, I'm telling right. you, once you have a baby, always call and then get yes. the mom sob story and you get stuff. So this is this is like Carly's on to something here. I am always the person that calls everyone. Leah always yells, why do you have to call them? I go, because I don't want to do it online. I'd rather talk to them in person. You never know what they got available. And chances are, they always got something available. Poor Leah. Every time you like imitate her, she sounds like the woman from that SpongeBob episode that's like, chocolate. Like, <laughs> No, no, no. That's not what Leah the, sounds like. The, the impression is always from Big Mouth. It's, oh, um, the puberty monster? Whatever no, 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 no. It's the... Olga or not Olga? She's the blonde hair woman, like Andrew. <laughs> that's not. That's the farthest thing from what Leah sounds like. If you've like. ever watched Big Mouth, I can't think of her name. I know um, who you're we'll, talking about. I can't. Yes, and I can't think of. Oh my god, it's gonna. We literally <laughs> talked about it last night because I was like imitating her, and she started cracking up. <laughs> so. No, but like Leah's way more empowering. She's much more on like the the realm of like the hormone monsters. Like absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, you don't you don't piss her off for no reason unless no. it's a good reason. Yeah. Okay, so that was a fun. <laughs> Anyways, back digression. to Orlando, 2017, so, first nationals. Yes, post Chick Fil A. Post Chick Fil A. <laughs> um well yeah so i i i did nationals had a great time um you know really really knew that this is what i wanted wanted to do and um i had a great i had a great coach at that time he was one of the coaches at my crossfit gym who was more kind of in the weightlifting aspect of things um and as soon as i actually it was a week before nationals he got fired from that gym oh so i knew when i was coming back that i was like not gonna return to to crossfit gym because like there was just no there was no reason to it's no reason to yeah. pay, i don't know 285 dollars a month right so that i could train powerlifting there uh, wait so, did you just say 285 dollars for a yeah. crossfit gym welcome Yikes. to san francisco welcome to That's san francisco just, crossfit that is just getting into crossfit yeah like just be like, oh That's my god stupid it's That's so like, stupid. The most expensive it is in Buffalo, I think, is 175, and people still like were like, "Whoa, what the fuck is that?" Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like you forget, like this is like downtown San Francisco. They actually had three. Lo- they actually had three locations in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, you're talking, oh you know, God. financial district, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pretty much they have a you know 5,000 square foot facility, probably paying. Oh my God, I can only imagine. Right in San Francisco. Probably. Five thousand square feet, probably close to thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars in rent. Oh month. yeah, I think it's probably more than and that. And probably, probably, yeah. I w- I didn't want to say fifty, but my off the top of my head, I was like thinking, okay, I don't. I know CrossFit gyms are usually tendon tendency has that they're bigger, and they're paying a lot more money. They don't have as many like you know other amenity bills. Right. But oof, that is that's that's a high price point. Again, it's San Francisco, so I guess like yeah. you know, uh, yeah. there's a Definitely a clear difference between Buffalo and San Francisco, but that's crazy. That's that's a high dollar amount for just a membership. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So I I stopped with the CrossFit, uh, joined a gym in Oakland instead uh, that was very much strength focused. So a lot of weightlifting. Actually, the power lifters had like their little island because it was a weightlifting Love gym it. for the most part, uh-huh. right? I was a minority. It gave me a super complex. It was fine. Um, so. <laughs> we, <laughs> 
it's all right. Everyone needs that moment in their life when they're the, the minority in the group. Uh, but no, that was, that was great. And I started uh, training with a, with a new coach. And I think this is where I really started to think a lot about like what I wanted to do with, with the weightlifting and, and the powerlifting. And I decided I really wanted to focus on powerlifting. And it wasn't really working with that coach. And that's not because she was a bad person by any stretch of the imagination. We just did not, we did not jive together it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty rough rough year training um a lot of setbacks wasn't really making a whole lot of gains uh just really really struggled to find to find a groove with that coach and then um one week before nationals um in in 2018 uh that's when i uh i almost broke my ankle i was going for a triple for what was going to be my my opener and not really sure what happened but all of a sudden my ankle just went and third degree sprain thank god it wasn't actually broken but went to the hospital and then we knew that was it that was when that was when we knew nationals wasn't going to happen that year and but right before that uh, my coach had said i'm not going to nationals with you to coach you because i have no other athletes going and i'm going to recommend that carly handle you yep hey yep I remember in, in that comes because, the man yeah right and then in it, it was kind of like it all happened so fast it did like it, it literally i remember two weeks before nationals she reaches out and she's like hey do you mind handling uh one of my lifters and i was like yeah i have no problem with that like I'm already going to be there. And which, by the way, I mean, it was in Spokane and you guys are in um, the Bay Area. Right. Wasn't that long of a trip to go, but whatever. To each yeah, that's, that's, another, mean, that's another that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, I was like, yeah, I have no problem with that. I already, you know, it was 2017. So um, at that point, I think you were a 60 going as a 63. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. So 2017, I competed as a 57, and then I was going to compete in 2018 as a 63. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I actually have zero people that day. For some reason, I don't. Have it. How the at hell the did time, that happen? At, at that time, I had no 63s, and I was like, yeah, it, it has no. I can give her like you know everything I have because Sweet. I don't. I didn't have any anyone going that day. If it was a 57s, I would have had you know four. I think Rachel would have made four that day. Um, so it just worked out really, really well timing wise. Uh, and then literally like, I don't know, five, seven days later, uh, she texts me and she's like, Hey, yeah, she's not going anymore. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, there's that. (laughs) And yeah. And then I, and then I'll let Rachel continue. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, it's like, okay, well time, time to rebuild. Right. Uh, and I knew the first step of rebuilding was, uh, ending my relationship with, with my current coach. And to be honest, it was really mutual, right? By the time that I had said like, you know what, this really isn't working. She agreed. She agreed that it just wasn't a a good fit, um, coach to athlete, athlete to coach. Um, and we're still friends, right? She's a, she's a great person. I, I enjoy interacting with her, just not as a, not as a coach. And so I, I reached out to Carly and I said, Hey, I think you're pretty cool. And I saw what you did with all your, your kids at, at nationals. Could I, could I be one of your kids too? And, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we had a, like kind of a, a 
just a little chat and I think we did a couple FaceTime so you could see some of my very limited range of movement at that moment in time. Um, but yeah, we, we just started working together from, from that moment forward. Yeah. I think you had a couple weeks of PT that you had to get through and then get cleared to do that. And then we, we started like real basic, like it was, it was like, like goblet squat movements, like just lunging movements, making sure she could gain that range of motion back. And, um, you know, obviously the physical therapist did a great job and Rachel did a great job, like coming back from that, you know, like, you know, doing everything you have to do, because if you don't do everything you have to do, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's not going to go well, right. You're going to have a lot of scar tissue build up. You're going to have limited range of motion. So, um, not only, yeah, I think everyone involved, uh, Rachel, um, her therapy team and Mike and myself, like we all worked together really well and, uh, got her back to where she is now. Awesome. Yeah, I know it was, uh, yeah, like every morning getting up, doing the stretches, every, and I was in the gym every day, every day doing, you know, box squats and things like that. And a lot of upper body. I was jacked, man. Like from, <laughs> from waist up, I was just like super jacked. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It was a lot of upper body movement. I mean, what else are you going to do? A lot of stuff happening. Uh, and I actually ended up uh, doing a, 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 a partial meet in December. I did basically just did a bench only. Uh, just cause I wanted to, to lift something. Um, oh yeah. And... That was that, that was that USPA meet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was just like, can I compete once this year? That would be great. Um, so actually, I, and that's when I decided, or we decided as a, as a team that we were going to cut back down to 57. Right. Yep. I said, I, I know I can be a 57, um, competitively. So let's, let's do it. And so cut back down the USA USPA weight classes are a little, a little different. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think cut it's for that. 56 and 60. Yes. Yes. So I did, I think it was just, I was 60 for that one. Um, yep. and benched 87 and a half. And that was like a, that was an all time bench PR for me. Um, but I was only doing upper body at that moment. So it was great. Uh, <laughs> and then we decided to do, to do mustache mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in, uh, that was, yeah. 2019 February. Yeah, yeah, it was 2019 February, uh, and then yeah, trained super hard. Had a weird peaking block. Like we didn't understand why things weren't necessarily like the easiest mm -hmm. going into peaking, and then the day of, I think we find out. <laughs> come to find out, <laughs> yeah, uh, and come I to find out why. I think this was like the, was this the worst or not? I don't know, not worst. Worst is a terrible way to put it. Was this the biggest bombshell that anyone dropped on you? Like as you are, like you're you're running around. Carly's running around, right, getting everything ready for this meet. You know, it's early morning. Everyone's you know freaking out. You know. There's people, a lot of first timers, right at this meet as well. A lot of first timers, so, yeah. Right, so then you have like you're trying to like herd these cats of people who are have been starving themselves for a week and like, yeah. are dehydrated and unhappy and all they want is coffee. And I walk up and I'm like, "Hey, Carly, how's it going? Uh, yeah, so just so you know, just in case anything happens, um, I'm six weeks pregnant. So, but don't worry, my doctor said it's okay. I can lift today. And he's like, "I'm sorry, what? Like what?" What did yeah. you just say to me? <laughs> it, Surprise. It was definitely, I will say it was definitely the biggest shock I've ever had. Like, it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. 
Like it's like I'm thinking back. Like as soon as it was, uh, as soon as I found out, and I'm like, I don't know if I have an answer to give you because I'm, you know, like I'm thinking back in my in my coaching, you know, memory bank, and sure. I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what to say. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, if your doctor said it's fine, congratulations, congrats. Let's just try to do what it's like, we can. I'm just gonna compartmentalize this and move on because <laughs> yeah. if I sit with this too long, it's just gonna like really make everything like, pretty messy. Yeah. Right. I I think although I don't think it was the worst thing that was ever said to me. Meet day. My the first meet I ever ran at my old mustache location, I had a client text me ten minutes before the competition when they didn't show up and said, I fell in the bathtub, I'm not making it. Oh. And then never showed up again. Like never showed up for a training session, never showed up to the gym, literally never showed up. We I literally saw her the day before and we went through like some mobility, just some light stuff. And she was like, I'm super pumped. Literally, the day of, text me, I fell in the bathroom. I hurt my back and never showed up. Interesting. Do you, now, do you, do you really think that that's what happened? Or is that, I that was one of those, like, metaphors? You know, I really think that it was an anxiety yeah. getting in yeah. front of people and doing something that was, like, I think very personal to her. Sure. And... Then, but I didn't expect her to never show up again. Right. Like, legitimately never showed up. And I was like, okay, well, that was weird. <laughs> and huh. and that was like, I don't know, year one. After, like, literally marks like year one of me owning the gym. And I was like, okay, yes. well, I guess it can't get much worse than that. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. At, at least at least Rachel came back. Yeah, right. It, we did, did the meet. She showed up, you know. Yeah, and, I, I flew she did the meet. The country, got and, delayed twice in yes. uh, in Detroit, like coming over, snowstorm. Like who travels to Buffalo in February? Like let's be serious. Honestly, yeah. Well, this year is in January, so I don't know if it's much better. It's no, be it might be worse. be worse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that was that was a great meet. Um, it was. I it did, was. That was like to date. That was like my best. 57 you know meet ever um i went i think i went that i went eight for nine in that one um just missed my last deadlift that time but yeah it was it was incredible you know and actually um one of the things that was amazing working with carly coming back um after i hurt my ankle was i finally started easily and comfortably squatting below parallel and i wasn't having like the back pain and the hip pain um, so it almost seemed like, you know, I was, we, we had been trying right for, for a baby, which was great. But then I was like, oh man, things are going so well. With I the know. Power lifting. <laughs> but I yep. think Maggie, I think that day we actually had a conversation because um, you guys were starting to think about maybe having a baby and like, when's the right yep. time. I was like, well, there's never a, a, a perfect time to have yeah. a baby. And there's always like a reason you know, why not to, whether it's training or a business or career or whatever. Um, but you know, you can always, you can always come back from, from having a baby. So, so yeah. So Carly worked with me after that meet. Um, you know, we did some, some modifications to stuff, uh, learned how to do hamstring curls while having a bump. Uh, (laughs) there's some good videos of me coming up with apparatus to support, uh, Things like that. <laughs> but yeah, but we trained like the whole way through 
through the pregnancy um, yeah. to, to what made sense for me, which is very yeah. different, right? We, yes. Carly had a big chat about it because everyone's pregnancy is so different, right? Um, yeah. Absolutely. I was never sick. I never had, you know, morning sickness or, or any of that. Uh, but we started modifying, you know, pretty early on just to make sure that we were keeping things keep safe, right? Right. Yeah, I think we, um, I think we stopped like coaching for the last like two and a half ish months. Yeah. I think it, it was like sometime either beginning or middle of August is when mm-hmm. like we were like, okay, this just doesn't make sense anymore. Sure. To like put anything programmed in there, like when you feel good, like do some stuff uh, and. Just stay um, active. Yeah. Uh, being active is is the number one. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that and that was that was great. Um and leading up to uh giving birth in, in October, you know, I was I was going to the gym probably about, you know, five days a week and then, you know, trying to walk every day at least. And my whole goal was to keep below um set like keeping below like 70 kilos right like trying to get in that that 70 kilo range because for me that was a a good weight to gain during pregnancy but I also knew that that was going to help me then come back as quickly as possible um because even before giving birth I said Carly we got to put something in the books like I need something to to target um and we we agreed like hey well let's try at least to aim for the next mustache mayhem right um so I remember I had trained on the Sunday uh, before giving birth. And then on the Monday, I had a chiropractic appointment. And it was the, my first day of, like, maternity leave. And I jokingly said to someone, hey, wouldn't it be great if I got adjusted and then just, like, had the baby? And <laughs> that evening, I went to a doctor's appointment. And they uh, decided they wanted to, start to induce me, right, that, that evening. So, uh, yeah, pretty – pretty traumatic birth experience we probably don't need to go into great levels of detail because i see carly already like squirming like thinking about (laughs) talking about delivery in any great detail it's natural carly it happens i hey i I get it (laughs) i understand (laughs) so we'll kind of skip over over the, the the traumatic birth part um but yeah we started training you know like light stuff um four weeks four weeks after uh, giving birth. And again, like everyone's like super different, right? You got to just listen to your doctors and they'll tell you, uh, when it makes sense to, to start back training. But, uh, you know, for me being a type one diabetic as well, training super important. It's like my number one thing that helps me control my diabetes. So it was yeah. like really, really clutch for me to get back into the gym. Um, and Carly, like coming back was super easy for me i i i don't i don't know exactly why i think going into it we had a pretty good base that we yep. had established as you talk about like that house like building a house right like it was good good foundation to to come back to absolutely, um, absolutely. and then yeah and we I, just i think that all of the training that you do leading up to you know the last couple of months of of pregnancy and this goes for anyone you know listening that is coming back into into some sort of strength sport after an extreme time off. You know, if you don't have that solid base, when you come back into training, there is no base, right? Like right. you're starting from the ground up, like your body's trying to remember how to do movements, not necessarily just trying to progress the movements. And I think that that's a huge takeaway for people is, uh, if you don't have that solid foundation, then you want to take that time off. Everything's going to suck coming back. 
Not that it's not going to suck coming back regardless, but it's going to have a different kind of suck. You're not going to remember how to do things correctly. You're, it's going to be a lot harder to progress that movement because you're working on some of the little things again. Um, so, yeah, no, that that's definitely a testament to how hard you worked leading up to that. Well, and the base though is not just a training base, right? It's also the nutrition side of things. So like, even when I was pregnant, um, I was following macros, right? So this wasn't like a, oh, I'm pregnant. Hey, all the Chick-fil-A and all the right. you know, gym stakeout. Oh my gosh. I wish I had that though while I was pregnant. <laughs> uh, like, damn, chicken finger sub with cheese. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I, I digress into like things that I can't imagine ever eating again, but are lovely. Um, but yeah, having a really solid base just to continue with the kind of overall like nutrition um, throughout the pregnancy was was really important. Um, so coming back um, between getting back to training, breastfeeding, and then not having to do some sort of crazy extreme dieting, um, it was four months postpartum when I I think it was four months to the day or close to the day um, when I competed at Mustache Mayhem. Um, back down at competition weight and hit what 95% of my best total ever. So yeah, yeah it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, it, uh, I was, I, I mean, I'm going to say shocked, but it, it shocked, not in the sense of like you being able to do it shocked that it actually could happen. You know what I mean? Like you don't think that those things can actually like come back that strong that quickly after that much time off of none of those loads right and mm -hmm. it just goes to show you how important everything you do leading up to that is you know between diet nutrition lifestyle all of those things are so important yeah i think you're right talking about just lifestyle in general like that foundation is more than just training consistently it's being aware of all of the pieces of the puzzle um you know, like you weren't by any means like limiting yourself, but you were thinking intelligently about, you know, what am I doing right now that's going to help me now, but also in the future. And it definitely paid off. Yeah. And it's a long-term game, right? Yes. Like and it's, it's always really easy to think like, oh, I've had a bad training week or I'm pregnant and that, you know, 40 weeks, 40, just in case anyone, I remember, I, I remember <laughs> The original conversation about how long is a pregnancy on your <laughs> podcast, right? 40 yeah. weeks is a pregnancy, typically. Uh, mine was 38, but uh, <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's really easy to get caught up in like a specific moment in time, right? Yes. Um, and that's not just like for people who are pregnant, they're pregnant, injury, just life, you know, during quarantine, like we've had plenty of moments. Uh, there was a bad, you know, couple of weeks that I've, I've just been through. Um, but you know, having like that solid base, like you'll just come back from it. Um, but you know, it is that kind of long-term term mindset and, you know, riding the, the little waves, but heading on the right trajectory. Right. Absolutely. So. It's just those little steps, those, and I think we live in such a, a time of absolutes and like immediate gratification, um, that that's a really hard concept for people to grasp in general. Um, so then you throw in something like an injury or a pregnancy and they're like, it, they, they have like two roads that they could take. They could either just shut down or they could be like, okay, like what can I do in this moment, um, to help me further along in the future? And then just keep taking those tiny little, like we talked about that last week with Jordan, um, when she was talking about her recovery, 
it's just it's not setting these massive like i'm gonna hit this like goal every single day it was just like chipping away and chipping away and that starts to snowball into this long-term success yeah and also if you are an instant gratification person like figure out a way to get gratification sure right like i that is me i am like (laughs) if we know the marshmallow test right like i'm the kid that would have eaten the marshmallow like immediately right I'm, i'm very much an instant gratification person so i know that when we're talking about something that's months and months out uh that i i put small little gratification points like throughout so that i can keep focus and keep like chipping away at this longer term goal because there's i'm i'm i am i want some gratification immediately that's just absolutely so again but it's about knowing like who you are as an athlete finding a coach that can help with that uh Mm -hmm. by the way carly next program we have to like title it like phase one mustache mayhem 2021 (laughs) training right uh just to kind of like get back in that mindset it's been so long yeah right like that's the other thing we had such a great meet in february and it was like awesome we're gonna go to nationals we're gonna dominate blah 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 and then (laughs) coronavirus happened right so that that rocked my world probably more than the pregnancy did to be honest yeah. yeah, that no, was a I hard mean, blow. For and a that's lot of also, you know, we talk about that foundation building, right? Like, you know, fortunately, you know, you had access to gym equipment, right? And, and it was something that you had, um, you could still train, you know, bare bonesing it, you know, barbell, weights, bench, like that's pretty much uh, the bare bones that you need to pretty much still progress uh, squat, bench, deadlift. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's also a, a really good thing to bring up, like that time off, right? Like it's the same thing as like a um, being injured or uh, going through a pregnancy. Like you had time off. And, and if you don't have that foundation building, coming back, is it going to be fun if you, if you didn't have that um, mental fortitude as well as uh, that foundation? Well, and then also, you know, um, we're still not back. Right. In California, like in Alameda, where I am, so Oakland, uh, gyms aren't open, right? Like we still don't have access to that. And I think the thing that I was most concerned about, um, I've always been a like a team sport person or a community sport kind of person. And I thought, I'm never going to I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to go down to my basement every day and train like it's just there's there's no one there. What do I do? You know, uh, there's, there's no there's no hype. There's I'm an extrovert like through and through like I need energy from other people um and so one of the the growing moments and again like talking about that base and that that mental fortitude you know was to be able to get myself to continue to train every day and for me it was hey Carly you have to watch more videos of me because I have to (laughs) video myself because it's my accountability factor right now um so you know just finding that that way to to adapt to this situation. And I think, you know, actually going through pregnancy really helped me to learn that I can be adaptable. I'm way more adaptable than, you know, I, I give myself credit to, um, or anyone gives credit to. So. Rosie, <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> we have a cat interrupting the broadcast. Not, not interrupting, adding to, <laughs> adding yes. to. Every once in a while, she's got to make a cameo on the podcast. Yeah, she she does. <laughs> it's wonderful. They're characters, man. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about that with 
um actually your other californian lifter too um um oh my god hillary her name was oh, pregnancy brain's a real thing but um she does the same thing where she sends the the consistent videos for accountability yeah. because same thing she's like lifting in i think her garage so because a lot of us are so fueled by that external motivation of like a team and a gym atmosphere um it's discovering how to still obtain that but in this new reality yeah and i think team stash is like a real a real thing you know one yeah. of the things that i i got for myself because i knew i was going to get them you know i we started also just lifting in converse over quarantine i'm not sure why but it's been the best thing in the entire world um and I got custom made uh, Team Stash Converse, right? I love Just it. to like remind myself, like I'm part of Team Stash, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I do have a family that's out there and all going through different but similar things, right? So yeah, that's been that's been amazing. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that is that's super cool. <laughs> Jordan just asked me this morning. He's like, "Can we get the baby Converses?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." Like why, why, why wouldn't we? <laughs> and and you and they the baby will wear them once, and then you'll realize how much of a pain in the ass they are, and they will never wear them again. And it will just be like a decorative thing. Just yep. saying, just just saying. They're um, a pain in the ass for adults to put on. Yeah, <laughs> that's why most of my shoes I wear now are slip-ons. Yeah, because it's very convenient. <laughs> yeah, but training with a baby, you know. Um, Bring, bringing the baby, you know, to the gym is is a real thing. Uh, yeah. That was that was a, an adventure, uh, trying to figure out how to how to train when you've been up all night uh, with a baby and like committing yourself like to that process. People are like, oh, you're on maternity leave though. You have all this time. Anyone who says that needs to be like put down because that is just not how how this happens in life. Yeah, it's um, not a, it's not a vacation. It is not a vacation. It is not no. It is a it is a real a real thing, um, but I do believe when they say you know um, you become stronger like as a, as a mom I I do really believe that's true right I I do think you you find a way um, to just you know prioritization becomes really easy right sure. um, you you know what you have to do and you just have to you know believe in yourself and those choices that you make um, so yeah you're gonna be great you're gonna be a great mom by the oh, way oh thanks. <laughs> oh thanks we'll see i don't know i think we'll be just fine we're excited <laughs> the baby's got a strong support system so that's absolutely absolutely that's the big thing but, but yeah but i mean carly now we're like repping for six like all of my previous meat bests yeah yeah no, i mean current current day training post everything has been phenomenal i mean awesome. we're we're in a consistent factor where literally everything that we're doing, regardless of what, whatever else is going on in life has been just super consistent. And that's like something we literally just talked about like a couple days ago, um, regardless of what's going on, like those numbers are still staying super consistent. That's something to really hold your hat on and still go forward with training. Right. And that's just a reminder of like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like the more, the more I have going on in life, if those numbers are still staying the same, and I'm still staying consistent. Like that's super great progress. Yeah. I think it's definitely commendable. Like when I think consistency right now, um, I, I definitely think of like you and Brit because I see the two of you guys are both just like constantly like just chipping away. 
Um, and it's definitely paying off because you guys are, are killing it. Like you said, you're repping, you know, maxes and the progress is there. Yeah. Also, Britt is like the most amazing person in the world. I just, she's a beast. <laughs> I can't wait to see her lift in a couple weeks. I'm sending her wine from California as a, uh, as a gift for, for yeah. nice. so yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she's an animal. I, I, that'll be awesome to watch. Um, we are, we are very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually just had our, um, our meat check in our priority list, uh, Friday. So, uh, we had to go through like, you know, what's important going into that meet. Like when you get to that point, you know, I had that conversation with, with Kelly, I had that conversation with Maya and I had that conversation with Britt. Like when you're at that point where you're trying to break American records, you need to know as a coach, I want to know what's important to you as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the record? Is it having a good day? What, what is it that you want to accomplish? And then, you know, obviously nationals, when you're trying to place in that sense, like what is important to you? Is it about having a great PR total day? Is it about trying to win? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And, you know, when you, when you get to that point, it's, you know, it's, it's fun in theory, right? And then the day of, it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, it's still just a meet where yep. you have to execute. And if you're not executing, none of that... <laughs> None of that shit's going to happen if you're not, if you're not doing your part. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's what I always like to say to Carly. Like I, I trust Carly implicitly, like as a, as a coach and that's the most important thing, right? Like find a coach who you trust implicitly to yes. get you through coming back from an injury, coming back from being pregnant, someone who you trust, like on the meet day. I was like, you don't even have to tell me what is going to go on the bar. Like, I'm just going to rock up and you're going to do your thing. Cause like, that's, that's what you do. Right. Yep. And I, I trust you implicitly i think after for my last deadlift at mustache this past time around you're like how's it like how's it going i was like i feel great and he's like do you want to go for it i'm like yeah and i just walked away and i was just like well i'll put something on the bar it's fine and and i i deadlifted it with ease right um and that was my that was my previous meet best and it kind of flew up um which was amazing but yeah, just kind of knowing someone to like bring you you back and trusting that that process. Um, as an athlete, don't waste your time, right? Like with someone who you can't trust. Like as soon as you start doubting your coach or or the foundation that you've built with that coach, it's time to find a new coach. Absolutely. Right? And that's been the biggest uh, mental release for me is just you know I don't question the programming that Carly does. Right? It's there. It's there for a purpose. I might say. I don't know how to do this, <laughs> you know, if you put something new in, but, um, beyond that, there's no, there's no questioning it, which has just been the, the greatest thing for me coming back was yeah. I'm not going to get concerned about, yeah. about the comeback. Right. I'm just going to do the work that's there for me. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, I know it didn't necessarily get recorded on the podcast, but like that interview I just did with Drexel, like that was something we talked about. Like that coach athlete relationship is so important. You yes. Know? coming back from struggle or not coming back from struggle, it's still super important. Like you, the coach and the athlete have to be on the same page at all times, because if they're not on the page and there's no communication about being on the same page, then they're both just spinning their wheels. Yeah. You're wasting your time at that point. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, we just, um, you know, Carly and I've been chatting these last couple of weeks. Um, like my, my work announced, uh, about 
five weeks ago that my team was getting like disbanded and moving to like Wisconsin and there was going to be some new roles in San Francisco and then people moving in like this was really impactful kind of across like the wider organization now super grateful really lucky you know I've gotten a a new role like in San Francisco a big promotion as part of it but like it was a really tough you know like couple weeks um where I just had like mental energy was just gone right like I would try to go and lift and I knew it was a temporary thing um which then this week when we found out like the news then it was like oh wow look mental capacity back and then you know again (laughs) repping like we were before right so also just giving like your coach like hey this is what's going on um and I just need a moment you know knowing when you need to take those those little breaks you're not going to ruin everything you've done for what now two years that we've been working together right. uh you know we're not going to ruin that in in four weeks right yeah. so um that's also been been super huge and a good reminder like you know coming back from that kind of stuff mm. yes yes agreed um so i have a lighthearted question i always like to cap things off with lighthearted questions yeah um so when you are in when you return home to buffalo I mean, I, I could take a guess, but what is your go-to stop for hometown food? So I'm, I'm a gym stakeout. I, I knew you were going to say like that, that is, that is like a, a, a big thing for me. Um, although being diabetic now I turned di- I was diagnosed diabetic when I was 19. Right. So I, I lived in Buffalo for many years, enjoying all the things uh, before that moment in time. But yeah, gym stakeout Gyms. is is one of the the places and then watson's chocolate because my husband loves sponge candy um and i'll have like a piece and i'll be very happy for a very long period of time from that so love it love it (laughs) (laughs) carol what's your lighthearted question of the day what is the number one song you listen to when you need to get hyped up oh okay so i i have a a squat song i have a bench song and I have a deadlift song. So there is like legit, you know, what I do um, every single time. And it's just like on repeat for the the moments leading up to my top set and then through my through my top set. So it's Coheed and Cambria, Jersey Devil for squats. Love um, it. Wolf Like Me, TV on the radio for bench. Um, and then I just, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I actually get a lot of, uh, top workout songs from Carly's, uh, Instagram is (laughs) like where I, I've made my, my playlist recently. Uh, and then, uh, Decepticon by the Tigre for, for deadlift, which is awesome. But yeah, those are my, those are my songs and it's on repeat. That is an interesting deadlift song. It's that just is... so happy because deadlift, like by that point, like, you know, especially at a meet <laughs> oh, right. or whatever. I guess that makes sense then. That makes You want to like bounce around a little bit, like get that yeah. energy <laughs> back up. I'm not an angry deadlifter. I'm like a really happy deadlifter, right? Like. I feel that. I, yeah. I understand. Especially like in a meet setting where you're coming from the bench press, which is like no offense to people who are obsessed with the bench press, but like, it's kind of like the lull of the meat, right? It's a break between, it's a break between squat and deadlift. Um, How dare you? I I like the bench, but I feel like the energy is always more intense. Like you, every meet you go to, you see it. Like everyone's hyped to start with the squat. Then the bench happens and everyone's like, okay, like, 
we're almost there. And then like you get to deadlift and everyone gets really hyped again. Um, well, cause you, you don't win meets with a bench press. You lose you meets, lose but you meets. don't win them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't, you don't win meets because of your bench press. You just don't lose meets because of your, your bench press. Right. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And you win meets because of your deadlift. Right. Yeah. So that's why like, that's why that hype is there. <laughs> yeah. So I think I agree. Having something to kind of like get your energy back up and like, kind of like get you back into the game um, for deadlift. I, I like that. Carly deadlifts to Limp Bizkit, So uh, that has happened before. Wait, and I'm not ashamed of it. Hey Maggie. So I'm in, I'm in the market for a new coach. Um... <laughs> I can help you out. I, I got some connections. Carly deadlifts with Durst. Deadlifts with Durst. Lifting Maybe with that's the... what the monkey's name needs to be. Durst. Durst. <gasps> I like That's it. it. You know, I honestly forgot that I was supposed to do that, but that is a great name. <laughs> We're dubbing it Durst. You're welcome for, for having you like finish off the episode with something yes. that started. So. Wow, yes. that really came full circle. That came full circle. It, it I, did come full circle pretty naturally as well. I, I like it. I support Durst as the one's <laughs> name. But you, you know that, like, if we hadn't come full circle on this, like, I'd be the one, like, responding to you guys after being like, we never yes. came up with a monkey name. Yes. That is true. Yeah. That, that is, is true. My, that is the kind of feedback that I give to your guys' <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so true. But, yeah, Rachel, thank you for um, taking the early morning time to, to sit down with us and and talk about your journey through powerlifting, the, the highs and the, the lows and the rebounds and the peaks. Um, Carly, what do you have to add? My word of advice for today, Room on Fire by The Strokes is the best Strokes album. Oh, are we, that's going to be, <laughs> you know what? I kind of like that. Maybe we should end every episode with you giving a music recommendation. This is, this is to Rachel's husband because he still thinks. <laughs> Who that. had a very big argument about. Yes, yes. I remember that. Room on Fire is still the best Strokes album. Oh boy. By far. Sorry, it's all right. Kevin. I don't know if my husband will actually listen to this or not. So uh, <laughs> he has to I, hear my voice all the time. I'm not sure he wants to listen to it on the podcast. So true. All right. Touche. I kind of like that idea though of a music recommendation. Yeah. I think we need to build a mustache playlist. Playlist. So this could be the way to do it. All right. Yeah. We could. I don't have. Sp- I have a weird thing about Spotify. I don't Carly, know if you've yeah. heard me rant about this. I refuse to pay for Spotify. I refuse to pay for Pandora. I want to I give also back to the band. To pay for those. I want to I want to give back to the band as much as I can. So I'd rather buy the album on iTunes. Yep. And call it a day. Like, I am hundred percent in agreement. I yeah. they make diddly squat on any play. It's like a penny per play. Yeah. And some of these smaller bands are not gonna make. I don't know what's. How do you get to ten dollars from from a, a penny? You have to have a hundred thousand listens. Is is that right? Hundred thousand listens to make ten dollars. That's a lot of math this early. <laughs> Who's got a calculator? <laughs> we are not calculating. Okay, I am calculating this. So, ten thousand people are listening that are like math majors, like you guys are zero idiots. One. Yeah, so you need so, ten thousand okay. to make a hundred dollars. Ten thousand, yes, yeah. ten thousand listens to make a hundred dollars. That's a lot of listens. It's a lot for of a listens. Ba- for some bands that aren't going to get that, mm-hmm. right? I'd rather buy the album for ten bucks. They can have my ten dollars. By the way, how many people do you have who subscribe to your podcast now, guys? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't checked the stats because in a while. we're on a we're on Google, Spotify, and 
Apple. Yeah. So like there's a I think they subscribe on different different things. I don't yeah. know. So I should do a cumulative count of Yeah. Of every I'll do that today. I'll check it. Because I remember when you guys started and there was like three of us who listened. Yeah. <laughs> the, you need diagnostics. Run the diagnostics. I have I can run I it. want some graphs. I want some infographics, please. Yeah. All right. You guys, Pie charts, you guys graph charts, line graphs. We need all of it. But you're gonna go on maternity leave soon, so you'll have all the time to do, right. you know. Yeah, you know what? I'll be on vacation for a little bit. Like, I'll I'll have plenty of time to do that. that color coordinated Google Docs. I actually do color coordinate my Google Docs, so <laughs> don't harp me doesn't on that. A, doesn't a color coordinated Google Doc just like lift your spirits? Well, yeah, and and when you have like, I'm you know I'm I have all these docs for four different branches. Plus, I have like my stuff for track. Like, I need a system, otherwise my brain will just explode. <laughs> so, like basketball's orange, like naturally. Softball's yellow. Performance is blue. I almost just asked, why is basketball orange? <laughs> and then Carly realized to turn on his brain and then to think about the basketball. I was like, why is that why? just a no-brainer? <laughs> so why is performance blue, though? Well, because That's blue was our like color to start, and performance was our first branch. So I just associate performance with blue. So that's that's why. And then team training is green just because I needed another color in there. <laughs> go team, go green. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm all for the color coordinating. Amazing. Yes. Well, so then I'll see you guys soon in january honestly yeah. it'll be really soon yeah, yeah. Well, literally i think 13 12 13 weeks away yeah and i'll bring Maybe. baron and you can he's like running around now so which is kind of crazy oh, wow yeah happy belated first birthday to him yes yeah yeah it's kind of crazy to think that but yeah he's <laughs> one years old and we got to get a bar in his back soon carly Hey, do it now because toddlers have the best mechanics. That is His true. His squat is immaculate. Yep. That's <laughs> they have thing. like the rogue play set. Uh, I think you can buy it for like 50 bucks. It's like those fake weights that the, you ever seen those like memes where the kids throw the barbell after they've lifted <laughs> yeah. it. Like they have, they sell those, I think on Rogan. I, I don't know why it came up. I was looking up for a fat pad to like uh, redo one of the benches. And that like came up in the bottom suggest other people who buy this product buy this product and it was that and i was like oh it's only 50 bucks for this place really so you bought it bad. naturally no i did not oh. yeah. because i'm waiting to buy the fat pad before i buy that well because but you know as soon as you buy that then everything in your feed will all of a sudden be like baby yep. related yep not i don't want to go down that road yet <laughs> not right now anyways but yeah, you can we're not, come we're back not there from, from having a baby carly you can come back yeah you can definitely come back from having a baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> I if I can come back from man colds, I can come back from having a baby. Oh, you'll have a better chance with the baby <laughs> rebound. <laughs> but, uh, thank you, right. Rachel. Yes, we thank appreciate you. it. Um, Hopefully, like some of that was usable. That's like my biggest fear is like walking away from this, and you're like, "This is garbage. Like, no, you can't use any of this crap." <laughs> it was fantastic, and thank you to everyone who tuned in for this one. Um, including Rachel, because I know you're going to listen to it. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't want to hurt myself, you know. <laughs> and stay tuned for who we have on for next week. Bye. See ya. <laughs>